You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to an absolutely ripper episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong. This is a great chat had at the recent Resources Rising Stars investor conference on the Gold Coast between Nicholas Reed and mining legend Tim Goiter. Tim has made a lot of money for shareholders through his company's Chalice Mining and Liontown Resources. He had a great chat with Nicholas Reed about what made Liontown so successful, the great lithium discovery, the takeover approach from Albemarle, and his philosophy on making money for shareholders through small and mid-cap resources companies. Tim's a great bloke, he calls a spade a shovel, and he turned on a great show for investors. I'm sure you'll love it. Tim uh, doesn't need, barely needs an introduction. He's very well known to you uh, for having overseen the transformation of Liontown from a junior microcap into one of the uh, most outstanding success stories that this forum has seen. Um, so rather than do a conventional page turn, um, I'm going to join Tim on stage here. Hope we don't fall off the edge and have a bit it's, of a fireside chat. So Tim, it's, it's a bit of a worry. Uh, <laughs> I need a glass of uh, red wine. Absolutely. But thanks for the introduction, Nick, and um, good afternoon to my shareholders out here, who I <laughs> love. I'm just going to hand the, uh, the clicker to, uh, to Rob, because we do have a su- couple so, of supporting images to throw <clears throat> up behind us. Um, Tim, firstly, thanks for, for your support <clears throat> of RRS, and thanks to you and Linda for, for being here for the couple of days. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have you here. No, likewise, Nick. I'd like to thank you and Sharon and Paul, and uh, you've been great supporters uh, for decades, almost. And um, so it's been a a long trip, but we've enjoyed it, and uh, we're getting there. But thank you. I thought we might start with a bit of history, if that's okay, Tim. And um, and Rob's going to throw up a a slide behind us, which which sort of summarises the Liontown journey. What an incredible journey it has been. Can you just give us a bit of a sense of, well, how did you get into lithium and how did the Kathleen Valley story come about? Yeah, it, it looks quite depressing when you look at that, <laughs> that uh, screen there and you see the flat line and you, you think, uh, one of my mates said, um, is your share a bond? It just doesn't move. Um, but for a period there, um, I think in about 2010, I might have it wrong, but... Um, I knew David Richards, who, is, um, who became the managing director, and I knew David back in the 70s when he was with Battle Mountain Gold Company. And David joined me and uh, on Escapade to uh, Tanzania, and uh, we um, were basically broke, but um, I had spent a fair bit of time in a country called Eritrea with Chalice Gold, and we did all right out of that one. And I said, Dave, we're going to do the same thing here. Buy low, sell high. And uh, so we looked for projects in, in Tanzania and picked up some quite nice gold projects. Uh, but unfortunately, there was a change of government there and things were getting a bit hard. So um, we had a bit of a closed-door conversation. We decided collectively as a board to look for new age um, minerals, and that's when we decided to get into lithium. And there was a lithium project in Tanzania, which we pursued briefly. But we also looked internationally, right through um, Africa, and we, you know, we, we were very much aware of the ones in the DRC and Ethiopia and Namibia, South Africa, 
Um, we went to Canada. We, in fact, Chalos was working in Canada at that point. So we went through a half a dozen projects there now, and we probably should have grabbed a lot, but we decided, well, let's concentrate in West Australia, which we did. And uh, we picked up four projects, um, uh, Bino, Kathleen Valley, and Boldonia, and one other. And um, so that's how we got into lithium. So, Tim, you, you first presented here in 2018. You just started <coughs> working on Kathleen Valley and you were, you were well into the exploration. We all know that as a junior, that it's a world that can be littered mm -hmm. with, with challenges and setbacks. But when did you first know that you were onto something at Kathleen Valley? Um, well, I guess just before um, David Richards presented there that year and I presented for Chalice and I think Chalice was 17 cents and what were we? We, uh, we were two or three cents. But a few months earlier, David and I had a discussion with a merchant banker about how many tonnes we had out there at Liontown. And David, being a very conservative geologist, and those of you know David, he's been, he's ultra-conservative, but, but a true professional. And he said to me, and these merchant bankers, there's 10 million tonnes there. And I said, bullshit, David, there's bloody 20 million tonnes there. <laughs> anyway, we eventually got a jork resource out and uh, we presented here in 2018. And that's when I knew we were onto something good. And, um, you know, uh, less promotion and it you know, gives you a lot more confidence when you actually got the deposit in the ground. And we all know what's there now. We just got a mega deposit. You know, it's equivalent to 15 million ounces of gold, right, in simple terms. So, you know, that, that I think when, uh, we came here for that conference, Nick. Um, there was no hard sell. Yep. It was like we had it. And that first resource, Tim, of 21 million tonnes, I think it came out that year. And then obviously, and Rob's brought up a slide there just to, just to show con Kathleen Valley in context. What, I mean, what does make it stand out? What are, what are the key well, attributes that really make it? Well, there's some, there's some big bubbles there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the good sense. Um, but, you know, green bushes, you've got to, you know, there's three parties. There's three different companies feeding out of green bushes. It's a massive deposit. It's the best deposit in the world. Um, so, and then you've got Pilgangora, which is equally a, a good deposit. It's a fantastic deposit. But that's 100% owned by Pilbara and with a company capitalised at you know, over $13 billion. And then, of course, you've got Wajana with MRL and Albemarle. And, and then you have uh, Mount Holland, which is uh, covalent, which is um, SQM and West Farmers a joint venture, 50-50, but we own 100% of Kathleen Valley, and there's 156 million tonnes jork resource there, but it's open. Now, we haven't closed it off yet, and um, so, you know, that's, that's our story. So it must be very rewarding for you personally, Tim, to see this project now moving into construction, and I think we've got a 3D uh, <coughs> visualisation coming up here, which, just to give people a sense of... Uh, of the, of the scale of this project. I think you call it a rock factory. Um, well, actually, I got a, you know, a contractor mate who's actually bidding for the underground here called it a rock factory, one Bill <laughs> Beamont. But, and I think that, that goes with the, with the project. Look, look at the size of this thing. It's like having an open cut um, without the sky. It's huge. It's going to produce you know, for 25 years at least and uh, produce in the order of between 600 to 650,000 tonnes of spodumene concentrate, which today is selling for $4,200 a tonne. Don't believe all that consensus crap out there. Sorry, brokers, but you, know, you lost that one. 
You know, so if I dial up fast markets, that's what the price is today, $4,200 US. And uh, we're going to be producing 600,000 tonnes per year. And Tim, if I'm not mistaken, this will be in your career where you've had many successes, but this will be the first mine that you're taking all the way into production. I think the gold mine in Eritrea you sold before at DFS stage. So well, just tell us a bit about what it means to you personally. Oh, well, it's fantastic to leave a leg legacy, you know. You know, it's uh, unfortunately it's come to tours there. It's not the end of my career yet, you know, um, but, um, you know, I would have liked it to happen a few years back. But, you know, this exploration business is a very, very hard business. And when you get onto a, a fabulous asset like this, and you can be very, very proud of it, we, you know, I hope our shareholders are proud of it. And, you know, I think that um, we're going to demonstrate when we go into production next year that this truly is a legacy asset. Maybe just give us a quick update on what is actually happening and, and also how you're dealing with some of the inflationary pressures. That well, I think we dealt with, you know, we came clean in January, uh, increasing capex from 500-odd million to around figure of 900 million. Look, there is inflation in, in, in Australia and particularly West Australia, uh, but, you know, we're dealing with that. You know, the, the important thing is to get on schedule and uh, we, you know, as you can see, there's a lot happening on site. We have 400 people on site, and you know, we had no camp there um, at the start of you know, October last year. Um, the, co the mining contractor started in um, the first week of January, and now moving you know, around the order of 500 to 600,000 BCM per month. They're into it. The underground contract is probably the only major contract to, to be let over the, in the next few months. Uh, we've let all the steel work contract. Uh, you can see um, the uh, camp there. Uh, you know, it's going to be 600 people. Uh, camps now can handle 600. It's going to be 660. And, um, you know, it's, it's happening big time. Tim, I wanted to ask you a bit about the lithium sector generally. It's a, it's a hot topic. Um, it's, it's in the news all the time. There's the naysayers, there's the, 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 the positive view, mm. etc. But you made a conscious decision to go into lithium some time ago. Give us your, your view on your, your take on the broader outlook for the... Well, I think you've got to unwind all the you know, emotion around it. What, what, is EV, what is lithium used for? EVs and wool units, power units. And, you know, if anyone has driven an EV car, um, you won't go back, right? It's, it's a great product, right? And that's going to that's gonna drive the lithium industry. And, you know, um, it, it, and it's, it's not easy finding these, these large lithium deposits. You know, we've tried pretty hard and we're still trying, but other companies are, 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 are trying around the world. And uh, the, the underlying thing I said earlier is the market. And um, this is going to be a very, very strong industry. And when you've got car manufacturers, the OEMs who are used to buying windscreen wipers, ringing up China or Japan, um, it's not like that. Right? You got, you got to, they've got to go down or upstream to you know, get in, involved into this end of the market. And, and, you know, I just bought an EV car, fantastic. I feel 40 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the hot lithium market, it's obviously, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of M&A interest at the moment and I, I can't mm. let you go today without asking you about all the takeover speculation about Liontown. 
It's been the big story of the last, uh, the last few weeks. How do you, how do you manage that what, and what steps are you taking as a board to defend against opportunistic approaches? Well, I'm a bit different. You know, to a lot of people say, I want to defend my company, blah, blah, blah. Well, look, number one, you know, I've got 15% of the company. I've got, I've got all your people out there. I've got, you know, 30,000 shareholders in the company who have been very supportive. But also, equally, Albemarle are a very good company, you know, and it was, you know, I was um, privileged that they approached us and made us an offer of $2.20, then $2.35, and then $2.50. Now, we believe that the cash flow that this project's going to generate over one year, sorry, over two years, they'll pay for it. So we're talking $2.5 billion a year of free cash flow. So, you know, we're not seeing this company on consensus. I've told uh, Kent there, my friend at Arbamar, and, um, and so we'll just see what happens. Look, you know, it's nothing like waking up in the morning and getting a dividend. And, <laughs> and at our age, I wouldn't mind it. So we'll see what happens. And, and not, not far away now. It's, uh, no, it was, 12, it was literally 12, 13 months away. We'll be start putting the oil free and uh, we'll be shipped out through um, Geraldton. But, you know, I've got to say that we've got three major off-take agreements with LG, Tesla and Ford. So, you know, we've got great partners. Tim, it's been a... Lion Town has been an amazing story, you know, for people in this room who have been part of the journey over the last five or so years. But perhaps for the benefit of those that may, have, may be hearing it for the first time today, um, if you could just give us a... A quick snapshot on you, in your view, why why Lion Town and why now? Well, I think you know when you look uh, in the industry, I'm a believer of the industry. Number one, uh, we've got a long-term mind there. 25 years, uh, we're in a new age product, um, and it's only going to get bigger. When you've got OEMs spending trillions, literally trillions, and you know they've got to get the lithium from somewhere. I just want to keep it in simple terms. I think our future is very, very bright. And just finally, Tim, um, you've, you've been an successful mining entrepreneur and also a very <laughs> successful investor over the years. So just for the, for the benefit of retail shareholders, um, when, you, when you're looking at making investment decisions, you're looking at that list of presenting companies and Chalice and Liontown were part of the, mm. part of the, the, the crowd a few years ago. Mm. I mean, what do you look for personally when, well, you, when you make investment decisions? Well, I'll just step back there, Nick, is that it's not an easy business. And I look at the presentations and, and I think, hey, you know, this morning, and I think, well, hey, that could have been us uh, back in 2018. You don't know when the next drill hole is going to come in, right? Now, all bodies make, they say, you know, great minds make great mine managers. Well, you know, great discovery make great entrepreneurs. So um, how do you pick them? I think... You know, I, I guess my model really is, you know, it took me a while to learn it. I didn't want to be a day trader. I didn't want to be a month trader. I want to own the company or have a big chunk in it so I control my destiny. So then, you know, for investors, I'd line up with people who've actually written a check out. And um, it's very hard to get geologists to pull a few dollars out of their pocket. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> and, but if you find one, they're worth backing. And look, I'm not a geologist and, you know, I've... I've I've been in this trade, I've picked my first tenement at 20, 20 years old. But, you know, I think that, you know, you, you've got to have perseverance, you've got to have energy, 
uh, real energy. You've got to be able to get up and get, you know, after you've been knocked down 15 times. And, you know, I've had brokers slam the door on me. And, you know, that's pretty hard when you're trying to raise money. And, um, but, you know, the underlying theme I'm trying to get across there is that you've got to have someone who's going to stay with you, not just there for a job. You know, I invest in other companies at the moment and it really peeves me off when you put money in on one project and it fails and next minute all the management teams are gone. And that's not a great situation. So look, I don't know how many shells out there. There's, well, how many companies out there? There's probably 1,000 or 1,200. Lots and lots, yeah. There's lots and lots and it's, a, you know, it's like throwing darts. But, you know, the good thing about it is you get it right in this business and you can change your life. And I'm, hopefully I've changed the life or our team has, our board, the David Richards of the world, the Tony Otavianas have changed the world, or, or, you know, people's world, and that's what we endeavour to try and do. So if you can lock onto one of those, please give me a ring, and, <laughs> uh, but they're hard to find. Tim, look, um, our time's up, unfortunately. We could sit here talking all day, I suspect, but uh, very yeah. well spoken. Look, and thank yeah. you. Congratulations on, on Liontown and the other mm. companies. Please give a big hand mm. to Tim. Um, but, but I just want... Thanks, Nicholas. Nicholas and Sharon and Paul, and they have been very close to me and helped me. You know, they went through periods where they, we couldn't pay you. <laughs> but I also want to thank the investors. You know, I don't um, take for granted uh, the support you've given me, and thank you. Thanks very much. You've been listening to The Whole Truth. A Resources Rising Stars podcast, produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice, and investors should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions. Listener.